You're listening to I Got That One. Presented by Tom and Yvonne. Ho, ho, ho. Happy New Year. Hang on, is that the right thing to say? I'm not sure. I'm a bit confused now. What year are we? What day is it? What year is it? I have no <laughs> idea. But hey, welcome back. Did you miss us? We sure missed you. This in this know, strange parasocial relationship that we have. Yeah, and how we know about the passage of time is when we see uh, yet another University Challenge episode on television. Indeed. Unless you're living your life by the programming of University Challenge, you're not really living, are you? <laughs> nope, not at all. Not at all. So um, I hope everyone had a nice uh, Christmas break. We certainly did. And I hope everyone is so far keeping to their New Year's resolutions. Yeah, well... Do you have a resolution for uh, the podcast? Well, for this podcast, I think I would like to just um, continue where we're going, continue being nice and having people listen to us. I mean, I know it's not very grand as an ambition, but... Uh, I mean, it's a I very manageable maintain, one. I want to maintain what we are doing. I think it's we're doing quite good. Well, I mean, there's a lot to be said for not constantly pushing for endless growth because... Yeah. You know, it causes problems. Mm -hmm. My resolution is more or less the same, but maybe add a little bit more chaos to proceedings. A chaos to proceedings. Wow. A little bit more madness, you know, a little bit more, you know, sudden blah, blah, blah noise, <laughs> if you will. Well, then we're off to a good start, I Indeed, think. I'm keeping my resolution so far. All anyway, right. enough dithering. Time to talk about the very last second round match. Are we go into the quarterfinals after this? Yeah, let's just quickly uh, set the scene and then we can yep. start talking. So it's Imperial versus Exeter. Last time we saw Imperial, important to remember that they're the ones who beat St. John's. Yeah. And made them go to the best growing losers. No mean feat at all. Exactly. St. John's, as we said, as we did in our predictions episode, we think they might go pretty far. So yeah, they're quite a strong team. So yeah. you know, this is a team that was able to pip them. So there's yeah, something to be said there. There's something indeed. Meanwhile, the Exeter team... They were faced against Manchester, who mm. I don't know what wasn't quite working, but it was not the strongest performance I've seen by a Manchester team in recent yeah, years. Yeah, so it was a victory, but not the most decisive one. Yeah. And then now when they put against stronger team, alas, um, Exeter just didn't uh, quite make it. Yeah. Now, this is another case where I feel like the final score doesn't really show what the get the strengths of the teams actually were. Yeah, and as we will see in Stats Corner, um, another surprise, something that you may not have expected looking at the final score. Ooh, I love the anticipation you I do know. when you tease me ever I so sadly with Stats. Stats Corner, everybody. Uh, this is what I might just like, you know, just constant teasing <laughs> with statistics. Oh. Yes, yes, a bit too much information there. <laughs> I don't want everyone to know about my statistics business. That's my private affair. Indeed. Thank you. So uh, let's first start talking about Exeter because unfortunately you will not be seeing the team again. Yeah. And I feel like it's unfortunate that they only scored 70 at the end mm. because I feel like there were definite moments where we saw a very strong team. Yeah. Where when we they got the questions that fell into the wheelhouse. Oh, for sure. They yeah. were definitely performing quite well. Mm -hmm. And they were definitely really trying as much as they could. Yeah, I, I did think that they looked a little bit nervous, though. I that is got true. that feeling throughout the match. I don't know what it was. Maybe something happened just before recording. Um, or, or they had an off day or something like that. But the energy just felt very kind of nervous. Exactly. Uh, although I have to say, uh, extra points go to Ting for uh, a po <laughs> you know, adopting stance. the power stance yeah. that uh, McMenamin uh, 
made ever so popular yeah. for the St. Andrews team. Yeah, yeah, very intimidating that power stance. Absolutely, but alas, it didn't uh, quite work out. Mm. And I don't think it was a case of anything not working. It wasn't any failure with the team dynamic. It was just, I think, the Imperial team were much faster on the buzzer. Much, and much I think faster, yeah. the pressure was getting to the XD because they definitely did a lot of very risky early buzzers. That. That also, and also they did take a bit long on the conferring, I thought. The energy, the pace uh, was really set by Imperial. And then when it went to Exeter, sometimes I felt like the, the match slowed down a little bit. So I think really it was just they were matched against someone much stronger than them. But of course, not to say that they did a bad job. For I sure. They did well. Although I have to say, I find it slightly irritating that, I mean, Paxman does hurry, he hurry both teams along. Yeah. But he started hurrying... The Exeter team from the very first uh, bonus round. Okay. Which I feel like was not quite necessary. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't yeah. feel like they were taking such a long time. It warranted uh, being hurried along. Yeah, but then I felt like Paxman in general was a bit impatient this match because the number of answers from Zeng that he accepted yeah. when it should have gone through the captain maze. That's true. That's something else he I want to talk about. just directly so many things from Jung. And I think that really is interesting because it undermines the role and purpose of the captain. So why did he do that? Was he just feeling impatient and antsy today? I don't know. It's hard to tell if it was him just accepting Jung's answer mm. or if it was a um, weird editing choice by the production team. I don't think it was. I think it was just Paxman feeling uh, just impatient. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, maybe it'd been a long day and he just wanted to go home. <laughs> could, or... have been, could have been the last recording yeah, of possibly. the day. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, there was that study with uh, judges in the States where you were more likely to have yeah. something in uh, favor of the defendant if you had your thing just after lunch or uh, first thing in the morning. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Because any other time they're getting irritable and they just want to get, get mm, out of their court. Get it over with. So uh, maybe it's the same with Paxman. I think, I think it's a very yeah. apt uh, comparison considering he's almost <laughs> as terrifying as yeah. um, a high court judge. A judge jury executioner. Absolutely. Mm. Um, so I think this leads into talking about the ex sorry the imperial performance. Oh wow, yeah. And you know, very impressive performance. I'd they say Google Earth strikes again. Absolutely. I mean, the speed at which he can answer uh, questions about city locations. Just very very specific. Uh, city locations that normal people just wouldn't know let alone have on top of their heads so quickly also what I find fascinating is I was watching him doing his deduction when he was asked uh, questions about uh, geographical locations yeah. and he was often moving his hands around yeah, so I think as if he was mentally a... mapping it out yeah, in, in I, front I of him I saw that as well I thought that was really interesting and it's always very fascinating to see how they, they think and process um, these difficult complex questions I think it, for, for me I would really love to hear how they work it out what process that they use um, so yeah yeah but also Jeng uh, is not a one trick pony because it wasn't just uh, geography it was some history there as well um, yeah. some mathematical concepts it was uh -huh. definitely having a crack shot chemistry I mean that's what his um, his degree is in biochemistry that's the thing. I always forget that uh, they have majors that don't necessarily relate to what they answer the best in. Yeah, I thought that was cool because um, not only is Imperial a, a good team all around with a strong captain, but you know individually they've got their strengths as well. So you've Absolutely. got Jackson with the history knowledge, Sharif coming in with the literature, Jeng with geography. Um, but then they don't necessarily study the subject. It was not their degree. Yeah, for sure. Um, however... I do feel like um, I was a bit surprised at how uh, many bonuses they passed. Yeah. Um, maybe it was a strategy that they developed where 
sometimes it is important to know uh, the limits of what you know and don't know. And it is better to maybe hurry it along mm-hmm. to get to where you can be scoring points. Mm. Yeah, I think there's some value in that because mm. you save time. Yeah. Right? And then if you're confident in getting started questions, exactly, then it doesn't matter if you pass on a few questions because you have more questions overall. So exactly. I, I would, I mean, I think it's a good strategy. I would do that, I think. Yeah. Although they also remember to have fun with uh, their answers. Yeah, uh, you <laughs> Spider-Man. Know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, after Spider-Man, the next thing you, I think of is Greg Gatsby. And I, oh, yeah, true. I sometimes forget that he had actually quite a long career before the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Because I think he was a child actor as well. Probably, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, Poor Man's been typecast in one trilogy, which had two good movies and a kind of eh, movie. Yeah. But yeah, also uh, when they did the questions about uh, Glacier uh, oh, things. Oh, yeah, Mar- Marine. Yeah, Marine answered three times. I always love it when a team sticks with their guns and gives the same answer three times. And then gets it right on the third try. That's just music, isn't it? Or even if they don't, for example, the very first match of <laughs> season 50 where it was David Copperfield over and yeah. over again. And it was never David Copperfield. No, but David Copperfield was finally an answer at some point. At some other time, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> so I feel like that's a good segue to talk about some questions that we liked. Mm-hmm. Well, I this was not really so much the question that I liked, but the way the extra team went about answering it it was on deciduous trees okay i think i think this wasn't play i mean obviously this wasn't something that they expected to happen it was just very funny conferring yeah thing that we we picked up on i mean this is why i i feel i really hope that even when they don't need to follow covid uh, protocols anymore <laughs> they keep the that they keep the microphones on because you get such gold from these teams I know, this was a gem so what was it, it was a question on uh what does um, what you was t- tree uh, it was there in the jurassic and, and like, then things say aloe vera and then no first he said basil and then aloe vera but he said basil uh no it's deciduous aloe vera no a tree <laughs> <laughs> that was great i mean perfect and you know <laughs> your brain does weird things when you're under pressure yeah, so yeah. i mean this is not you know demeaning well we're not, not intending to be demeaning in any way we're not no, no, poking I think fun it was just it was just a very funny moment that was picked up on the the receiver yeah um but you know at the very least they did try their best to answer those questions which yeah. i feel like it does need to be commended mm-hmm. um personally i also quite like the one about knitting because that was also <laughs> one where imperial seemed to have no idea and about what's going on uh, again was really funny about what they yeah. thought they would say. Yeah, just answer this and get on with our lives yeah. was uh, <laughs> a uh, f- popular refrain from Fatima, which, yeah, uh, I know. you know, I am totally on board with. I also believe life's too short to think too much about a question you don't know. Especially about uh, knitting. But you never know. People people are really into that. Yeah, I'm sure if my mother did actually watch this episode, she would have known most <laughs> she of those. Known exactly, yeah. Indeed. Other than that... Um, Oh, I quite like the picture round where they looked at the captains of industry or designers of industry. Yes, they're the ones who won the Royal Design for Industry Award. Yeah, and I like that because, you know, it's fairly modern. Um, it's people that we recognize. It's not all classical paintings or things like that, but it's um, it's people that have invented, revolutionized something in our lifetimes. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it started off strong with Tim Berners-Lee, as the, yeah. who I recognized without mm-hmm. really knowing what he looked like. I just thought, okay... Man of that kind of age, 
he's British, probably, because well, this is this uh, TV show. Yeah. Um, Something technology, early technology, internet. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I really like the one about Asian cities with three letter names. Yes, yes, me because too. Because it was just nice to have a kind of geography-esque question, which yeah. is a bit different. It's not European-centered. Yeah. And it's cool that there's so many cities that have three letters. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first saw Van of a Map, for example, mm. I was like, oh, that's a very strange name. Why did they name after the shoes? <laughs> and Kum. Kum. Yeah. And I thought Ting was really good at um, that round. Oh, yeah. He dominated that one for yeah. sure. Absolutely. Mm. Also, the one about Queen Elizabeth Stuart. Yeah, okay. Because when we talk about um, monarchs, we tend to talk about very specifically the monarch who was on the throne. But sometimes it was the person who what they were married to, the yeah, concert, or well. the one behind the throne who had a much greater impact. For example, uh, you know, Queen, uh, Queen Elizabeth Stuart, you know, she would be the one who would eventually, you know, her descendant would be the one who would take the throne of England after mm. being the author of Hanover. Yeah. And, you know, they referenced her being in Prague for, in 1620, which was during the Thirty Years' War. Mm-hmm. Because the whole reason Context why her, her husband became uh, King of Bohemia was because that one was kicked Defenestrated. Yes, the Austrians were kicked out because they didn't want to be Catholic anymore. Mm. It's all very interesting. Very, very interesting. All these connections of someone who has so many touch points of very important moments in yeah. history. You know, it's a very, very interestingly crafted question as well. Also, the first picture round where it was cities with the same um, nickname. Oh, yeah. That's City right. of Roses. Mm. Oh, that, that was really fun as well. Yeah, that was another one where really, really. Uh, it was uh, Portland, Oregon. Guadalajara. Ah. And then uh, a city in Iran, which mm-hmm. unfortunately the name escapes me right now. Yeah, but that was, the, I think, again, a very interesting way to connect these places. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it was just good to see that was not, you know, Western focused. Yeah, exactly. They had a real nice mix of different parts of the world, mm-hmm. really kind of, you know, pushing uh, these uh, participants to really know their world uh, knowledge, not yeah. just, you know, very centralized <laughs> stuff. I mean, but that's not to say there weren't uh, our UK geography questions. I think the UK geography nerd did uh, rear his head or their head a few times. He did. And he was able to stump uh, Zeng even mm. with a geography question. Yeah, it was about um, where Alan Turing had developed something. It was a name used during the deciphering of the Enigma code uh-huh. used by Alan Turing. Yeah. And uh, Ting answered Bletchley Park because that's where the actual code breaking happened. Cool, yeah. And then uh, Zeng, I think, named a shopping village, a apparently. shopping mall or something like that. <laughs> Which was quite funny. Yeah. And of course, we have to mention the music round. Yeah. Um, interesting uh, stretch of the term popular music. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was popular back when... 70s? Back when my mum was five. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, it was popular at some point, so, you know, not technically wrong. Yeah, Beethoven was also popular at the time. So, you know, I feel like we maybe need to be a little bit stricter you on know, these definitions. I don't, I don't know. If Be- Do you think Beethoven was popular when he was alive? I feel like he might have just been known. He earned a lot his... of money, so yes, yeah. I think so. Okay. And he didn't. It was actually very uncommon for these uh, composers to die in destitute. I mean, Mozart happened because you know yeah. no one liked him because he was very difficult to work with. Okay. And he probably had. Well, I just uh, figured these, yeah. these you know famous uh, classical musicians were just kind of known among their circles and not necessarily by um, everyone. So right. I feel like that's it for questions. Mm. So now it's time to take a dive down into Stats Corner. So Stats Corner brought to you by UC Stats on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I mentioned at the beginning, quite interesting when you look at the bonuses in particular, but starting off with 
Starter questions. Imperial got 65% of the starter questions correct. No surprise there. Respectable. Uh, Exeter, 35. So definitely not strong enough. Yeah. But when it came to bonuses, Imperial got 47% of Ooh. the bonuses correct. So again, not as high as we've seen some other teams. It did feel quite low. That's true. And Exeter, also about 47%. So actually... Quite equal. Quite equal in that regard. It was just... Imperial got that many more starters indeed um so their strategy on passing on the bonuses actually did work in their favor because they gave them time to get more starters and more questions overall and hey you know they were able to crack 200 points which is very difficult in the second round yeah. so hey it's working for them mm-hmm. um so with that statistic in mind i feel like they definitely have a shot of making it through the quarterfinals i definitely think so but it will be interesting to see how they handle Trinity or St. John's or Edinburgh. because or Reading. Or, or Reading. Yeah, and, and I mean, if they go up against St. John's again, I don't know if that will happen. But um, it might be interesting. We have seen that happen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have seen uh, teams face each other uh, a second, second time. Second time, right. Yeah, okay. I think so, it was last year, it was Imperial and Warwick. Yeah, they faced Perhaps. each other twice. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, that's tough. Because Warwick won both of those. So yeah. that's... Um, kind of tough mm. so, um, yeah that's all for the corner indeed so yeah uh, that's a good sign uh, speaking of uh, now that the second round is finished you can now get updated teams for the quarterfinals for the Fantasy University Challenge oh exciting we were able to um, earn money from the first round yeah. which is good Yeah. Uh, but even those of you who didn't take part you can still take part in the second yeah. round I would thoroughly recommend taking part a lot yeah. of fun gives you a bit more of a personal stake <laughs> In this whole proceedings. It's just like the sports, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> just please don't base any money on it because, you know, that's a bit much. No. So it is Alrighty. now time to talk about the best dressed. Our favorite segment. The best What one. we've all been waiting for. Oh, absolutely. So on count of three. One, two, two three. three. Sharif. Yeah. I mean. I think her yeah. hijab paired with the dungarees um, was really cool. You know, I would never have considered pairing dungarees with a headscarf. Yeah. It was just one of those things which never quite, you know, melded in my mind. Yeah, but I think we she just, pulled it off. We just don't have that kind of representation, enough of that kind of representation. So that was really cool. And I have to say, uh, I thought that it was a truly beautiful headscarf. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I really it like it when you get those ones which have very lively, like, Colored patterns. patterns, yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, I thought she did a fantastic job with that. Yeah, yeah. And it's difficult to pull off an orange top, I have to say. Yeah, and then I have to say special mention also to the captain of the Exeter team. Oh, yeah. Um, for a really nice, colourful A nice shirt. Hawaiian print, yeah. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed seeing that. It's so just pop of colour Absolutely. On my television. Uh, other than that, I feel like those were the uh, only ones I could think of. Uh, there was the standard, yeah. uh, you know, jumper with uh, shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you know, standard, but they can only be one. They can only be one. Exactly. Uh, although I feel like there was a few too many t-shirts for my liking going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, this is the first one uh, in a new year. I feel like you need to really kind of, you know, well, I pop mean, it a little bit more. I think they recorded this... Uh... I know, they recorded it a long time ago because, you know, who will be wearing a t- especially a Singaporean wearing a t-shirt <laughs> at this time of year? <laughs> I know, indoors? right? Yeah, absolutely not. I know, I know. But uh, yeah, there we have it. I am very excited for the quarterfinals. It's coming, all coming to a close. It is. It's all going to be finished before you know it. Mm. But um, this is going to be very exciting because now we just have the best of the best teams. Yeah. And I feel like we're going to have some really intense battles. I think so too. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. We have got very, very strong um, individual players, teams all around. 
and it's going to be exciting if you caught our predictions episode last week um, <laughs> let's see how many of those we've gotten will get correct i suspect not super many <laughs> hey well have a bit more faith I mean, I'm just uh, working on what happened last year where we really <laughs> just had no idea what was going on. Uh, so uh, I'm not holding out many hopes, but we'll see. We'll maybe, see. We'll maybe we've never been correct. Mm-hmm. But until then, thank you very much once again for listening. Happy New Year. And, and if you want to talk to us about this stuff or give us your own predictions, you can find us at our socials. Our socials, yeah. We are uh, I got that one on Instagram and Twitter. And even you can even drop us an email at igtopodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to everyone who has been uh, writing to us. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. Yeah, even if it's just a, you know, thank you for talking about us from the, the current teams. We'd always appreciate that yeah. because we do endeavor to really be kind and talk about everyone in a nice way because... Yeah. This is all just a big bit of fun. And even if and there's, there's too many trolls on Twitter as it is. Exactly. Even if there's silly answers, that's part of the fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's no hatred here. It's all good fun. I've answered some really stupid answers oh, watching yes. at home in the past. So, you know, <laughs> we're in a good company here. Definitely. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. But until then, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from